going on, everyone, and welcome to What's New in Pop Culture. Today is Thursday, May 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Quentin Dick, and today we're talking about Cartoon Network's new ideas. Uh, Netflix may be introducing ads and more. Monday through Friday, I'll let you know what's new in pop culture, as well as anime, movie, cartoon, and TV reviews and episode discussions. If you like all that, then follow this podcast, What's New in Pop Culture with Quentin Dick, on your favorite podcast services and share with your friends. You can follow Quinn underscore Dick on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. With all that out of the way, let's get into it with the first topic. Uh, Cartoon Network Studios has some new ideas for getting new ideas. This comes from John and Vulture. Sam Register wants something unique. It's been 18 months since the 15-year-old president of Warner Brothers Animation was also handed the keys to another Warner Bros. Discovery division, Cartoon Network Studios. He's a veteran in the animation space, having run two shows, Hi Hi Puffy Yami Yumi and The Looney Tunes Show, and Dick could produce a, uh, a couple others, and as someone who, as he puts it during a call earlier that year, used to blend checkerboard and nod to Cartoon Network's iconic black and white logo, Mr. is a firm believer in the sh- uh, in the studio's ability to innovate and elevate innovators in a way that unmatched by other studios. Now he just has to prove it. When Register took over at CN Studios in the fall of 2020, a number of the outfit's long-running hit series, OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes, We Bear Bears, and Steven Universe, as well as Steven Universe Future, among them were winding down, while the overall animation landscape was changing drastically. Pandemic delays in live-action filming prompted Hollywood to prioritize animated production. Demand for adult animation and anime in the U.S. and worldwide was spiking. And streamers were increasing their investment in the medium. Back when broadcast linear code content was so strong, Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon were the best, registers said. It's become harder for original voices over the last few years as streaming began to really ascend. Marketing new ideas is harder than marketing IP, and audiences have so many more choices of what and where to watch. Despite a rich, if niche, archive of its own making I- milking IP isn't the backbone of CN Studios' identity. Yes, it's reviewed the Powerpuff Girls, but it's also the studio that brought Over the Garden Wall, Steven Universe, and Infinity Train. Instead, Cartoon Network Studios is doubling down on innovation. New shows and movies, Invincible Fight Girl and Driftwood, headline the upcoming slate. New opportunities. Excuse me. New opportunities for creators across the Warner Bros. Discovery animation portfolio. Even a new studio tagline, everything original. And then Register is going to pump it all in the giant Warner Bros. Discovery machine to ensure people see it. The big picture play is for CN Studios to position itself as an appealing destination for creators of new work. Since Register runs both CN Studios and WB Animation, the studios are now signing creators to cross-studio overall deals, meaning a showrunner on one of the WB Animation series can jump to CN Studios to create something new, or vice versa. Register's pitch is that the combined CN WB stable will be better place for creators to land than the two studios were individually. Having a suit of studios allows us to have a different strategy when we talk talent. Do you love Scooby-Doo? Do you love Looney Tunes? You can do that. Do you have your own original IP? Well, we have a studio for that too. The arrangement is already bearing fruit. Two WB animation veterans, Aquaman King of Atlantis co-showrunner Victor uh, Courtright and DC Supergirl's 
Director Justin Gordon uh, Montgomery uh, recently brought their own ideas to CN Studios, where both are currently in production. Court writes is Driftwood, a feature-length space adventure starring a space-faring mouse while Gordon Montgomery is working on Invincible Fight Girl, a half-hour comedy series about a girl who become, who comes from an island where everyone is an accountant but wants to be a wrestler. Other new programs in the works include a reboot of the anthology sort series, Cartoon Cartoons, a successor to the seminal 1990s program that originated Dexter's Laboratory, The Powerpuff Girls, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and more. Unicorn Warriors Eternals, a forthcoming series by Jenny Taroskovy, remains the studio's best case in point that keeping talent um, around for decades pays dividends. And two spinoff of CN's hit show, Craig of the Creek, Craig of the Creek the movie, and Jessica's Big World headed up the Craig of the Creek veteran, Tiffany Ford. The first black woman to run a CN series, all of those properties will run on Cartoon Network and stream on HBO Max. For a long time, Cartoon Network did only shows for kids, mostly boys, aged 6 to 11, mostly 11 minutes, with the production mostly shipped overseas, explains Register. It made amazing, amazing content, but that alone doesn't work in the streaming universe. So instead of just doing 6 to 11 kids content, we're doing preschool content and adult content. And in different formats, making movies, making more UA content, bringing back shorts. He sees cartoon cartoons in particular as an opportunity to attract the industry's best talent. Regardless of whether those shorts become pilots for new hits, the first thing I decided was not to just make a pilot program, but to celebrate animation by opening the aperture as much as we can and by inking partnerships with groups that think outside the box. Exceptional minds, Mark Lewin, Animate, he says, in a world where everything's all about IP, 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 we want to celebrate animation from all different kinds of creators. Even if a hit doesn't come out of it, it's a hit maker might. Uh, and that can be just as, if not even more, valuable. So, super the exciting uh, stuff. Uh, I'm so glad that Cartoon Network is, you know, going to do new IP. Uh, we we kind of figured that was, well, I guess, I guess we really didn't. We we knew Cartoon Network was coming because it was canceling a lot of things. So we knew like something was going to change about it. Uh, just wasn't sure what. And uh, this was the best outcome because I was scared they were going to double down on the IP. Um, like specifically, even though I do like Teen Titans Go, I thought they were going to make like more things like that, double down on uh, some other things. Probably I was scared they were going to reboot some other things. But uh, I think this is the best This is about best outcome. And uh, both the premises of the new uh, movie and series uh, sounds super cool. I'm excited for the Craig of the Creek movie. And uh, I'll probably watch Jessica's Big World. I'll at least give it a shot. Uh, even though it's not really made for me. It's made for preschoolers. But who knows? It might have some char- uh, charm for me to it. I love Jessica the character. Um, and oh, Unicorn Eternal. Uh, I'm so excited for Jenny Taroski's new series. That That... I need a trailer for that pronto. Or just the series to come out. That would be great. Um, but yeah, I'm just really happy Cartoon Network's going back to its roots. It, oh, especially with Cartoon Cartoons. Like, that's incredibly exciting. I can't wait to see what comes out of all that. Uh, our next new story 
comes from HBO Max's Twitter account. New episodes of Tig and Seek premiere May 26th on HBO Max. If y'all like Tig and Seek, go check that out. It's not too bad of a series. Uh, moving forward from Nick at comicbook.com. Tuca and Birdie creator teases new update for season 3. The series creator behind Tuca and Birdie teases will be getting an update on season 3 very soon. The fan favorite animated series has had a rocky road after its impress- impressive debut with Netflix. Canceled not long after the first season made its debut with the streaming service, it was then announced that Adult Swim had picked up the series for a second season. The second season making its debut run on, on Adult Swim last summer turned out to be a success. With that block of Tuca and Birdie confirmed that a third season was already in the works for release sometime in 2022. Woo, baby! Series creator Lisa uh, Hannah Walt previously confirmed that Tuca Birdie would be releasing on Adult Swim and HBO Max sometime this summer. Along with the streaming service released for second season, but a new update from the creator teases will be seeing much more concrete information about the new season very soon. Returning to... Uh... Yeah, that's about it on that. Uh, I Tuka Birdie was one of my favorite things that came out last year. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm glad Adult Swim picked it up. I think they, it's worked a lot more than it was on Netflix. Um, and I, I just think the second season was even better. I even loved the first season, but the second season, even better. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, that the the interesting part about it is you have to go to Netflix to watch the first season, and then you have then we'll have to go to HBO Max to watch the the show thenceforth. So it, it it's kind of weird, uh, but more Tuca and Birdie would be great for me, especially if it's this year. Um, I think it's one of the best things Adult Swim has right now, uh, in my opinion. So yeah, go check out Tuca and Birdie if you haven't already. Moving forward, um, we'll talk. We'll, no, not yet. We'll we'll talk about some more. Pokemon anime reveals major fan favorite returns for Masters Eight lineup from Nick at Combuck.com. Pokemon Journeys has been bringing back some major fan favorite over the course of its episodes so far, and has now revealed that ev- even more heavy hitters are making their comeback as part of the lineup for the Masters Eight, the top trainers in the entire world. Ask Ketchum has been quickly rising through the ranks of the World Coronation series of the, over the newest uh, iteration of the anime. The newest episode of the series got him to the, his highest tier yet, as he had the chance to potentially make it to the final tournament, reaching the top, featuring the top eight trainers in the world. Ash has been taking on many fan favorite faces from the past in his battle through the uh, Ultra class, but has officially made it in the Masters Eight with the newest episode of the series. It has here that the final Masters Tournament roster was revealed, and it is confirmed that there are some major returns coming in this lineup. The previously unseen Hoenn champion, uh, Steven Stone, with Mega Evolution Master uh, Aelin, the uh, Unova champion Iris, and the Kalos champion uh, Diantha, uh, being the final four mystery members of the final roster, Three of the Mystery Master 8 trainers have been previously revealed. Leon, uh, Sinnoh Champion Cynthia, and Kanto and Johto Champion Lance. All previously revealed in past episodes, Iris is the most 
Surprising new reveal considering that Ash had defeated her on his way through the Ultra class in previous episode and seemed like it was a surprise to him as well. But the other two have been major fan requested returns throughout the episodes thus far. Steven... I have no idea what's going on outside. <laughs> Something with the neighbors. But, uh, yeah, some... I thought, I thought that was cool that Pokemon's bringing out all these uh, cameos from char- uh, characters from the game and the anime. I think that's cool. Uh, it's not going to get me to get to, to watch this series. Uh, because, man, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on in the series anymore. Like, apparently Ash is still the main character. I thought there was a, a, a new character. But I'm probably thinking of a new series, a different series. I don't even know. But <laughs> moving forward um, from Michael at uh, from Michael at uh, yeah from Michael at uh, comicbookresources.com. Mob Psycho 100 new announcement for Mob's birthday. Uh, Comes also for the Twitter account. The producer behind the Mob Cycle 100 anime teased a new announcement related to the series. The official Twitter account for the acclaimed action comedy series tweeted out a message in both English and Japanese that starts, Did you know May 12th is Mob's birthday? You might want to make a note of that date. The teaser was accompanied with an image of Mob holding a flower. Uh, the announcement is expected to be related to the third season of the series anime adaptation, which was confirmed to uh, be in production last October. The third season is being produced by Bones, the student behind the first two seasons of the show, and numerous other hit anime. Uh, and the new season will be co-directed by Takahiro Hasu, who previously worked as the an episode director on Skate the uh, Voice Cast. Uh, which include uh, Setsuo Ito as Mob and uh, uh, Takahiro uh, Sakurai, Sakurai as uh, Rengen, or Rengen uh, are all expected to reprise their roles. A premiere date for the third season has not yet announced, but we're that's what we're expecting. Um. I love Mob Psycho 100, um, so I'm I can't wait for May 12th. Um, it's so soon too. And if the third, if the yeah, if the third season came out this year, that would be crazy. I I hope it does. That'd be awesome. Uh, moving forward from Evan at Screen Rant. Berserk gets the end it deserves in new must-read fan comic. Fan manga have been a heartbreaking as Berserk with the series future more uncertain that even ever following the death of Berserk creator Kentaro. Uh, uh, from Kentaro fans have been uh, clamoring for a conclusion. One fan actually went so far as drawing their own interpretation of the series how it could end. Ever since the release of the manga's 364th chapter, the fate of the series has been up in the air, though some fans have been floating the idea uh, that 
Miura's assistant could finish the seminal dark fantasy manga. Berserk's publisher, um, Young Animal, has been non-committal at best. Given that their last statement about the series almost a year ago, many fans assume the series is over. Fortunate left on a high note, while chapter 364 was never intended to be the last chapter, it works well as a thematic finale. Guts finally feels like he has the sense of peace in the world and gets a quiet, sweet moment with the Moonlight Boy. Fortunately, the relaxing chapter ends on a massive cliffhanger that completely changed everything. Now that the cliffhanger is getting resolved, a uh, new fan comic artist uh, at the O Ofisco uh, has been posting their version of Berserk's ending on Twitter. The fan comic immediately follows the dramatic ending of chapter 364 and puts a large emphasis on Casca's perspective, with the artwork is obviously quite different than uh, Miura's. Uh, the fan comic's line work is impressive in its own right. Theo does excellent work capturing the dramatic paneling and angles that made Berserk widely regarded as the best manga ever made. Though the comic isn't quite finished yet, it already shows promise and should be considered a must-read for any fan of Berserk who's curious how the series might have ended had it gone on. Instead, readers can find everything posted so far on their Twitter thread. Uh... Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, you know, even though, like, there will never be a, uh, you know, from the original creator, there won't be a bit berserk finish that ending. There's still, you know, fans will pro, I, you know, will create a cool, satisfying ending like this. This fan is, and uh, that was basically just for you know, like even though uh, there is that cliffhanger of berserk, and people are probably sad that it that. It did end on a cliffhanger. There is fans that are working on it, and I think are going to make some great stuff out of it. Of a of a finale, so you have that to look forward to. Um, from Nick at ComicBook.com, Doctor Stone reveals first poster for new stage play. Uh, Doctor Stone might have ended its manga run, and a new season of the anime is currently in the works. But there are also new plans to bring it back for a stage play overseas as well. Ichiro uh, Inagaki and Bochi's original manga franchise is now bigger than ever following the release of the final chapter earlier this spring. And thus, Shuisha uh, has kicked off a whole new wave of celebrations for the franchise. This includes the aforementioned third season of the anime now in the works and surprising plans to bring it to live action uh, with its first stage play hitting later this summer. The latest issue of Shu Isha's uh, weekly Shonen Jump has announced that Dr. Stone will be getting its own stage play across Japan later this summer. Titled Dr. Stone, The Stage Science World, the, this pl- new play will be running throughout Japan throughout July, much like all the other stage plays taking on uh, Shu Isha's work. Unfortunately, there are no international plans made for it just yet, but at least international fans can enjoy it in a distance thanks to some new art from uh, Bochi for the... Uh, Stage plays first poster. Uh, you can check it out on the Doctor Stone uh, Twitter account. Yeah, just so, even if we don't experience it, it's just wild to think it's getting a stage play. 
Dr. Stone. Never would have thought. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty crazy. Uh, continuing on with the crazy, uh, from Evan at comic.com, One Piece's devil fruit has been made into a real cake in Japan. The devil fruit is one of the biggest items that can be found within the world of One Piece, as those who eat them are able to gain unique powers Excuse me. that might help them become some of the biggest swashbucklers. Sailing the Grand Line, now fans in Japan can buy a real devil fruit that might not give them the same powers as Luffy, but does an amazing job of recreating the look of the pitiful item created by uh, mangaka uh, Ichiro Oda. Uh, the replication that has recently hit Japan is Luffy's legendary devil fruit, the gum gum uh, fruit, which was recently revealed to house uh, quite a few secrets that not even a straw hat captain knew about, which it was originally thought to simply give the person who ate it rubber powers, the gum gum fruit actually had a secret where it was able to grant its user the powers of the sun god, Nika. Uh, what this means is that Luffy now has the abilities of the legendary figure, which he has shown during the war for uh, Wano arc with his gear fifth transformation. The creator of new edible devil fruit, uh, Pastier Cato, uh, shared a new look of the creation, which is currently available on Cakes GP's website and retails for around a hundred U.S. dollars for a cake that is bursting with fruit, but unfortunately will not give you the powers of the sun god Nika. Uh, Cake GP shared the new look at the edible devil fruit via the official Twitter account, and that's that currently. Uh, be purchased by Japan. Just another, just another thing that's just, just crazy. Um, Japan, man, they 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 market their their, their anime well. Uh, let me let me tell you what the this stuff. I if I can get it, if I can get a double fruit cake, you know, maybe next birthday, be pretty, pretty good. Just saying, or a special occasion. Moving forward, just, this is the last random anime uh, partnership thing. Um, this is from Evan at Comic.com. Jujutsu Kaisen shares slick new art for 7-Eleven team-up. Jujutsu Kaisen has become a big hit in a short amount of time with the sorcerers of Jujutsu Tech battling against countless supernatural threats that most of the world is unaware of. With the shonen's popularity, it's no surprise that merchandise related to Yuji... Uh, Itadori and his friends are hitting some new marketplaces with new art being created thanks to anime's franchise's upcoming partnership with the convenience store most known for its Slurpee 7-Eleven. Uh, with the prequel film introducing the world of Jujutsu Tech before uh, Yuji uh, Itadori hit the scene following the tragic tale of uh, Yuda uh, Ogotsu as he found his cursed energy tied to Needs to say, the 7-Eleven campaign is set to be a big lighter uh, than some of the more gruesome events of the series. Twitter user uh, Kai, uh, Kai, Kai Kai Kitan shared this new artwork for the partnership between the Shonen franchise and 7-Eleven, using a far more colorful take on the heroes of Jujutsu Kaisen in a similar vein. As Lost in Parasite, the end animation of the first season that is considered to be a fan favorite within the anime community. Uh, 
The campaign with 7-Eleven is set to begin later this month and will allow patrons to pick up some of the unique art whenever they visit one of these convenience stores. Uh, yeah, I like the art. Of the, uh, if I can get this, that would be fantastic. Uh, but I have a feeling it might not be in the States. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I'll, I'll give you more information about that. Our next news story from Matt at Variety. Bestseller Beasts and Beauty, Dangerous Tales, head to Sony's 3,000 Pictures for series adaptation. Exclusive. Sony uh, literary driven specifically uh, speciality film unit 3,000 Pictures has closed a deal for the rights to best-selling author Soman Chainani's Beast and Beauty Dangerous Tales with an eye to turn it into a limited series. An overnight New York Times bestseller when it's published with HarperCollins Children's Books in September 2021. Beast and Beauty has since sold 13 territories around the world. The work is a collection of 12 fairy tales reimagined to reflect a new era and spins the stories you know and love into thrilling adventures of mystery, magic, and rebellious hearts. Uh, Chinani uh, is writing the pilot, uh, pilot and is the executive producer on the project. Joe Roth and Jeff Kirschenbaum uh, of Roth Kirschenbaum Films are executive producing with Alyssa Altman as co-executive producer. Elizabeth uh, Gabler and Aislinn uh, Dunster are overseeing for 3,000 pictures. Uh The five other books. The author will next release an origin story about the titular school. Uh, just some more news about the the books, but um, I d- didn't know this. Is, I, I've heard about this book um, vaguely. Um, not really a big book reader, but uh, I will definitely watch a series for sure. Um, I like the premise of reimagining the, the fairy tales. It's cool, so I'll definitely check that out for sure. Our next news story from Timothy at comicbook.com. Moon Knight directors pen a horror tale and Skybound presents After School exclusive. The Disney Plus Marvel series Moon Knight may have come to an end, but directors Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead are applying their talents to a different type of world in Skybound's new horror anthology series. Benson and Moorhead are joined by artist Greg Hinckley, colorist Giovanna uh, Nero, and letterer Pan uh, Rosia, uh, or Bro Siu, uh, and cover artist Veronica Fish, apologize if I mispronounce anybody's name, for the debut issue of Skybound Presents After School set to arrive in stores June 8th. Compact.com has the exclusive preview of opening tale of emotional support dog with a killer secret. The preview of Skybound Presents After School number one begins with Nora, who is the middle of a high school science class that has kids dissecting frogs. Nora appears to be nervously sweating, which may be caused by her stellar work in slicing the frogs wide open with its guts spilling out. She believes she never been good at anything and has also never tra- traveled out of her town to see the world. 
Nora dreams of working with Doctors Without Borders, but also recognizes the amount of schooling it'll take to achieve that dream. Plus, she doesn't have the best grades either. That's why Nora's parents decided to surprise her with an emotional support dog. While the dog looks normal, the co- its coloring is slightly lighter than everybody and everything else on the page, Nora's enjoying her new dog playing fetch, eating meals together, and teaching new tricks. Again, the lighter shade of coloring on the dog leads us to believe it may be a figment of Nora's imagination. We have to remember the story comes from Moon Knight directors Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who are familiar with Mark Spector's Fractured Psyche. The after-school anthology boasts a roster of acclaimed writers and all-star artists from comics, television, and beyond, uh, including writer Kate Heron from Marvel Studios' Loki Sex Education and uh, Brioni Redman, uh, the BAFTA Rowcliffe-winning bump prick, uh, with artist uh, Lila Les, uh, Mother's Madness, Horde Jill, uh, Loti uh, Vogel, screen the TV series, and, and Marley Zarkon, Shade the Changing Girl, Fiji, and Leon Hendricks III, Goods Two Cents of Horror Stories, and Mayor Kingstown. Each standalone after-school special features a unique creative team to uh, give each issue a distinct horrifying feel with its own relatable characters and truly chilling lessons. Uh, the f- issue will be available at comic book shops and digital storefronts, including Amazon, Kindle, Apple Books, Comicsology, and Google Play on June 8th, uh, Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. But yeah, I'm I'm interested in this. I, I, I do like me a good horror comic. Uh, I think I'm curious to see how the Moon Knight directors like work on a comic book now. Cause they're guys like ah, oh, I almost I was, I was with them. They just did not land land the ending for Moon Knight. But I, I'm willing to continue to give them a shot. And you know, new comic works for me. For sure, and it's got a cool, uh, cool premise to it as well. Like I like it's an anthology series. Our last news story. From Dade at Deadline, Netflix may launch ad-supported tier by the end of this year, sooner than previously planned. Netflix is intensifying its surprisingly sudden embrace of advertising, signaling to employees that it may roll out a cheaper ad-supported tier of its streaming service by the end of 2022. The new potential timeline would be considerably faster than the one to to two-year forecast the company offered. Last month, in a stunning announcement by co-CEO Reed Hastings during a quarterly earnings interview, the updated outlook was conveyed to employees in a memo, according to a report this morning by the New York Times, which attributed the information to two unidentified insiders. Yes, it's fast and ambitious and will require some trade-offs, the note said, according to the Times. A company rep did not offer further comment when con- contracted by deadline since releasing its disappointing results twice this year netflix stock has declined markedly wiping out about two-thirds of the company's market value the marketplace for ad supported streaming is booming with the uh iab reporting a 57 percent jump in connected tv ad spending in 2021 compared with the prior year meanwhile pressure is mounting on netflix to keep its subscribers levels growing at 
222 million global subscribers. The company continues to lead the field, but it's posted its first loss of customers it in 11 years last quarter and has signaled the quarter it should shed as many as 2 million more. 2 million more! Uh, management had long indicated that the total available market for its service, which it conceded has matured in the U.S., is 1 billion households. Many Wall Street analysts feel the correct member number is not even half that. And the perception that Netflix has hit a wall in terms of growth has sent a chill up the collector's streaming spine. Um, many newer rivals like Disney Plus and HBO Max have turned to ads as a complement to subscription revenue with Disney cheaper plans in the works and HBO Max with ads about a year into the existence. Other new players like Peacock, Paramount Plus, and Discovery Plus have both ad-supported and ad-free support subscription plans. Amazon Prime Video now runs commercials during live sports, leaving Apple TV and Netflix as the only major streaming services with ad-free as the only option. Uh, customer surveys, especially as inflation has reached its head in 2022, indicate a high degree of price sensitivity when it comes to streaming. Netflix is the most expensive service on the market as 15.49 a month for its most popular plan rather than price long though. Hastings said he deceived to reserve a, his previous anti-ad stance in part because technology he felt has sufficiently advanced to allow for a smooth user experience. Yeah, um I don't know what Netflix's call is. I Obviously, they can't just immediately back down and go back to what their original price was, but 15 is just asking too much. I think that for what they offer, they just haven't authored enough. Um, there were some Netflix trailers that, that came out I'll talk about tomorrow um, to see maybe th th their content could bring people back, but this ad-supported thing might help. For sure, I think, you know, I'm definitely someone who doesn't really mind ads. Like, I have Hulu with ads, you know, it's not really the end of the world. Uh, and some of these other streaming services with ads, so it's really not that bad. Uh, but I think Netflix, it's tough. I don't really think that, I think everything Netflix has been adapting to is really going against what it originally was made for, but I get it because they really need to uh, stick with everyone else. Because HBO Max and Disney Plus uh, have really been kicking its its ass. I'll be honest with you. Like HBO Max and Disney Plus have been pretty pretty solids, I would say. Um, so they really they really need uh, something. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know if ad is the answer. Support is the answer. I think it could help with, uh, people not wanting to spend $15 a month. That's just ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know. 2 million. That's a lot. That's a lot of a lot that they're going to lose. So hopefully next Netflix brings it back together. Uh, because they, they really need to bring it back. Or this is not going to be a great year for them. Let me tell you. But that was our last news story for 
Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I will see you all uh, to on Wednesday.